1: You can't
2: put
3: it on the ball. Yes. A single, double, triple, and home run in one game. And he is
0: hit
2: for the cycle. All right, welcome to a very special edition of The Cycle. We're live at Shy Sox Bar and Grill. You guys ready for a big afternoon of baseball or what? I'm Pat McGann. I'm the host of the podcast, The Cycle. With me are my co-hosts, Kevin Bozeman and Jim Flanagan. How are we doing?
4: Yeah, That's right.
3: We'll take it. All right. right. You guys will figure it out. You'll pick (laughs) up as we go along. So this is fun. We
2: have not done a live recording uh, since SoxFest. This is our 14th episode. So far, we've had uh, a lot of fun. We had Frank Thomas on our initial episode. We just recently had the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. And today... Two more notable guests. We have White Sox legend Jack McDowell and Tim Raines joining us.
4: Yeah, right here from Shy Sox Bar and Grill. We're excited to have them. Excited so to talk to a couple of our favorite players just about coming back to town for homecoming weekend.
2: Well, this See- was a, uh, a memorable, you know, their so- Sox are celebrating 25 years of U.S. Southern Field. One of the most memorable years would be 1993, and these two were such a huge part of that.
3: What's, uh, what's the thing... Before they get in here, what's the thing that that you're so curious about to ask them about when they come in?
2: I want to ask Jack McDowell just like that year, you know, being Cy Young, and, um, you know, I'm sure he talked to Chris Sale yesterday and kind of where Chris Sale is now at his point in his career. And just the focus of the team, there's a lot of similarities between 93 and I think where these guys are at right now. Definitely.
4: I want to know more about what they think about the '94 season. I want to know what they think what would have happened for that team in '94 because I thought they were incredible.
3: They were incredible, and it was an incredible era because Cleveland was very good, and the Yankees was just starting to become the Yankees, so mm-hmm. it would have been great. The uh, old Montreal Expos, the yeah. White Sox back That's then, would that would have been a, a fantastic one of the World
2: best Series. uniforms in the history of baseball. Oh, absolutely. The X ex- yeah. Okay, so we have um, a lot to talk to these guys about. Especially, uh, you know, our podcast is a little different. These guys have been visiting with media all weekend, getting similar questions. We like to find out more, like what were you guys up to in '93 after games?
4: Yeah, a little more about them as people.
2: (laughs) Where'd you hang out? Is that a good time? Yeah. All right, here we go. So we're gonna bring in our first guest right now. How you doing? He is the last Chicago White Sox player to win the Cy Young Award. He did that in 1993 when he was 22 and 10. Let's welcome to the cycle, Black Jack, Jack McDowell.
1: Yeah. Hey, thanks, hey, man.
2: Thanks for joining us. Hey, good to be here. When was the last time you were in
1: Chicago? Uh, you know what? Someone asked me that yesterday. I can't even remember. It was probably a couple years ago. I actually was in here. You were- I, did, I did a thing when uh Lein and Kugels was – Breaking out their shanty, summer shanty for the first time. That's probably the last time I was here. You look
3: like a Barry Weiss kind of guy, (laughs) Blackjack.
1: Hey, anytime they're going to say, hey, you want to come and uh, do something with beer? Okay. All right. (laughs) We can make that happen today. Well, you're a guy that the
2: fans love, and for good reason. You had such a great career um, and you know, some of the more memorable years with the White Sox, obviously for us. But 1993 has been a big focus because it's brought so many guys from the 93 team. Just talk about that year and um, how things came together when you knew you guys had a special team.
1: Well, we knew for a couple of years uh, that we had that team building. You know, I mean, had had it been in today's day and age, we probably wouldn't have play, been a playoff team the couple years prior. Right. right. With, you know, winning wild cards. Yeah. But when you're chasing uh, the Oakland A's at that time. But you guys always we, beat
2: up on the A's. No well, one else could beat up. we beat them. up on No one else could. Yeah, yeah exactly.
1: Right. <laughs> exactly. We were you know, hoping someone else could. But, uh, you know, they're winning 100 games every year and have Stu throwing, you know, winning 20 games four straight years. You got the Bash brothers. You got Ricky Henners. I mean, they basically were throwing an all-star team out there. And we were a bunch of young guys growing into it. so that yeah, that '93 was Stewart great. Dave Stewart
3: so much that yeah, he, yeah, he Dave, couldn't beat yeah, you guys. Beat Dave you guys. Stewart was just
2: angry. Is that a thing that – have you ever run into Dave Stewart since then and you guys can, like, have a friendly conversation? Oh, yeah, or? absolutely. Oh, that, yeah? That's the
1: funny thing about it is, you know, all that stuff happens and then afterwards he's like, hey,
2: what's happening, man? Yeah, yeah. no kidding? Oh, man, I wish you'd be like, no, I hate that dude. Right. right.
1: <laughs> no, he's actually, he's actually a really good dude. Uh, yeah. Ran into him, I think, at a – might have been an all-star event one year it might have been when the all-star game was here and we ran into each other's first time but then i found out that he was doing a before he took the um diamondbacks job he was doing travel teams in san diego where i was okay. at the time and so you'd run into him there here who and are there. some
2: of the guys on the team that you were tighter with in 93, like, that you, got, you were very close with and still stay in touch well, with?
1: Well, I mean, Robin was my roommate, so we were roomies from the time he was drafted and, until they finally negotiated single rooms into the deal. Oh, yeah? Wow. Yeah, he was my what year was that? Not,
3: not to the, not, really? That oh, yeah. Low?
1: No, no, it was probably, when was the collective bargaining thing before the strike? was when they did it. it probably was like 91, 91 or yeah. something like that. That's part of the thing. We want that's our own room. Yeah. <laughs> and we Don't want, want single rooms.
3: Jack and sharing a room with man. the Super 8. It was. Well,
1: yeah, that's the greatest <laughs> thing. I remember, I remember our first time we were in New York. You know, you got two 20-year-old kids out on your own, basically, 22, 23, something like that. No clue what's going on in the world, right? And we, we can play baseball, but other than that, so we get into New York and we're starving, okay, Let's order up, uh, you know. Let's order up a side of something and a couple beers, <laughs> and it was like a hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> and that doesn't That's seem hilarious. like a lot now, but when Still. you know, we we're the minimum at the time was sixty two five. So, wow. nice a nice salary, Not but bad. it wasn't the Not same bad. deal. Right. Wasn't the same deal as now. That that and we're like going, how much did we just pay for room service?
2: Well, you guys face each other in college, and I don't know how many people know this, but. At the time, you guys met in the 1987 College World Series. Rob Matura had a 58-game hitting streak, and then he ran into you in Stanford, correct?
1: Yes, yes. We, uh, the funny thing about that is that year, we played them twice. I pitched against them twice in the World Series that year. The first time, they beat the heck out of me, but I broke his streak. Okay, That's so he's not he the only it. guy I got out that day. <laughs> then in the finals, we beat them, but he went four for four. <laughs> wow. Oh, I
2: bet he would trade so, it, right? And yeah, you, he,
1: he'd trade it, definitely. He would trade it the other way. And then you had to room with him for
4: years on end after that. Yeah, weird, yeah.
1: You talk a lot of trash? No, you know what? Because you broke
4: the
3: streak and you won the World
4: Series. We
1: right. never talked about it for a ton of years did, really just, we, never, we just never did
3: you may not mention it but did sometime you just accidentally leave your college world series <laughs> ring on a, on
4: a dresser yeah exactly <laughs> he walks exactly. in you're playing the DVD so the VHS at the
2: time <laughs> so we were talking um, before you joined us the, ne- the next year 93 you guys uh, fall short to the Blue Jays you had a remarkable year 94 you come out of the gate you're having a great season and then the strike What do you? what are your thoughts about what you guys maybe could have done that year
1: uh, I mean, we're as good as anybody, and playing as good as anybody at the time. And it, the, the the story that I tell everybody is: think about this. Both that season, I started horribly, and Alex Fernandez didn't start good either. So you're number one and two starters, not throwing very well yet. We're still contending. Jason and Wilson were both all stars. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that Three year. Three and four. Second half of the season. Me and Alex turned it on, and there were not a, a tandem that were hotter than me and Alex when that thing broke. I think. What do you we, think that was? You just like, you just felt better. You had like, I, am I, I I don't know. I mean, I was coming up to Cy Young, kind of building all the way up, and I think a little bit of it had to do with mentally coming back and just going, okay, where do I go now? You know, what am I supposed to do now? Because it came like it kept climbing, climbing, yeah. Then you put like, well, where am I going to climb from here? And putting a little too much pressure, and then it starts spiraling. For me, I, Alex, I don't know. I don't really. I was too much in my own deal. Sure. I remember sitting in the outfield during that year, how bad my numbers were, is I was sitting in the outfield during batting practice talking to Kirk McCaskill, I think, and I said, hey, Mac, do you realize that if I went and broke Hershiser's scoreless inning streak right now, that my ERA would just be under four? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wow, and so I ended you up under around. four yeah. that year.
1: It wasn't scoreless all the way through, but I ended up with like a three nine from where I I was two and seven with a seven something. That's incredible to begin that season and to get under four by the end of the year. That's amazing. And wow. then
3: the, the offense was just mashing it. Offense yes. was
1: great, and that's why I say I Say you know, you, you had two all star pitchers as your three and four, and me and Alex. I think it was either June or July that we were. I was five and zero oh with a sub one, and he was. Five and one or five and zero oh with a with a one two
2: you know and what did you get for what did you get for winning the Cy Young? What did they give you? you a pl- it's a, a plaque, just a plaque. Yeah, That's
1: they
2: sense. don't give you any like cash on the side or a car. <laughs> no, no, no incentives. A,
1: a, a plaque and a high five. And uh-huh. then what? Did the Sox
2: yeah, gave you something?
1: Uh, yeah, they gave me a. It's like a, a lighted up little thing. A lighted, a lighted up little, up it's little a, thing. A, a light bright. You know who else gets that? It's a square. It is like a light bright. It's like, <laughs> it, it was like that. They're giving nothing, that, they're giving was, that to nothing.
2: the first 20,000 people that go to <laughs> the yard. They're thing. getting cooler right. stuff. They get plaques, idea. too. They, they get plaques. They get awesome. a light up <laughs> thing.
1: <laughs>
3: <And> congratulations <laughs> on your Cy Young. We baked you a cake. Here you
1: go. Where is that
4: plaque right now?
1: It's actually in my office, but it's got one of those old-school little mini fluorescent lights in it that I need to get replaced.
4: And where is the light thing that they gave you with it? That's it. Oh,
2: that's no in Where's, Where's okay. the plaque, the Cy Young plaque? It's in the, it's what, in the office. It's in the office yeah. as well? Yeah. Yeah. gotcha. Oh, that's so great.
4: So while all that was happening, you were not only the best pitcher in town, you were also one of the biggest rock stars in the country at the time, it seemed like. I mean, no, you and Eddie Vetti were partying, you had stick figure. What was that like on top of being a Cy Young pitcher? I mean, that was a lot of fun because you...
1: You know, I was so into music at that time, and by getting into it and and playing, you realized how small of a little close-knit family that music thing is. So I got to meet so many people, play with so many people, and do stuff that I never would have got to do. Just, I mean, the fact—is it easier
2: to meet girls? This is what he wants to know. Is it easier to meet (laughs) girls from being an athlete or a
3: rock star?
1: Well, no one went to see our shows, so you didn't (laughs) meet anybody doing that. (laughs) It was like ten people going to see our shows. You did
3: it for love of the gang.
1: Yeah, that was it. That was it. Who are some of the bigger names you got to play with? Um, well, the REM guys got to do yeah. stuff with them, and uh, the the funny thing was, we my first band opened up for the Smithereens on oh, their yeah. their um what was the record that they're touring on their their biggest record, and through that I became really good friends with those guys. And Mike Masseros, who's their bass player, ended up being my bass player in Stick Figure really? for you know fifteen years. Yeah. And the sound guy that was doing their sound, Michael Hamilton. I became really good friends with him, and he was my guitar player in that band. That's why yeah. I, we kind of met, started out as View, but then when I formed Stick Figure, it was with Mike and Mike. And then, uh, did you ever meet Johnny Resnick from Goo Goo Dolls? No. I, you know what? Maybe, maybe he's a like, previous guest. Maybe like he's been on the cycle. maybe <laughs> backstage at the Metro one time or something okay. like that. I think I might have seen them and met them, but uh, got to hang and become friends with. Johnny Ramon, Paul Westerberg. I really? Mean, yeah. Well, yeah, because Westerberg
2: would, was a big Goo Goo Doll influence. And that's well, he uh, wrote,
1: no one knows, yeah. I don't know if Johnny even told you, but he wrote, uh, uh, the, the first big song was his.
2: Oh, yeah? Gave it to him. Did he really? Breaking um, news, right here on the site. What is,
1: what is the song? What was Slide that song? Or, uh, no, the one na- about, about, Iris? Uh, being, no, not the big one. It was on the first record that kind Name? of broke them. No, the one no. that, the one that. Uh, Black Balloon? The one about being uh, just kind of a basic guy. What is it? Star Come on, Spangled. folks, help us out here. Kingdels <laughs> fans. If no, they're Star yeah, these stars. These are, are big indie
2: music fans.
1: <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> so talk. Uh, go ahead. So you and Robin are, are really good. Really, do you ever watch the games and call and be like, "Hey, man, that was a great, great move"? Or do you go, "I wouldn't have done that"? Have yeah,
1: ever- No, not to that level. No, but uh, now you know. Interesting is I'm living in Charlotte now with the Knights, the AAA right. team. And Great State. I'm also by the way. this is the first summer the last the last two summers I moved to Charlotte three years ago and basically immediately got a managerial job with the Dodgers. So I was with the Dodgers, so I was gone seven months out of the year. Yeah. But this year um, I'm home, so I'm doing some T V work for the Knights. Okay. Right. Doing some color oh, yeah. for them, so I get to watch them a lot. Great stadium, great city, great yeah. city, great stadium. So I, I, saw I actually a thing. was talking with Robin yesterday about guys there. He's like, you, you know, do you think this guy can come up? How's this guy look? This not so. I said, oh, hey, you, you guys need another eye on it, you know? Yeah, for sure. When I
2: you, saw a thing on YouTube. You were managing this uh, the Ogden Raptors for the Dodgers rookie ball. You guys got in a brawl.
1: Yeah, we did, and you got involved. Of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> what happened? Uh, one of, well, one of our players and their catcher were jawing each other, so I'm coaching third, and I'm walking down to get in between it. All of a sudden, the, the one of the pitchers from their team, who was like a rehab guy, he's like a you triple-A know, big league guy rehabbing in rookie ball, comes out and just starts screaming, and I'm just like, seriously, man, just hold off home. So then we started John and then our manager comes out and gets in my face, and... We had words, and then he threw a punch. Punch <laughs> me. You could see it. They every, you know, everyone had read. Oh, McDowell does this. Analogy. I love the fire. He a I know.
4: He threw up. Did he connect? No. Okay. No, All but right.
1: we rolled around a little bit, and okay. consequently, I, you know, we got thrown out of the game. I said, "Do not throw me out of the game." I said, "Trust me. Don't throw me out of this game because <laughs> it's not going to go. It's not going to go well for you guys. These two, these two young <laughs> umpires. Okay, throw me out of the game." Well, our our uh, locker rooms were next to each other. Oh, I? yeah, I waited for him. That's fantastic. <laughs> we went again. We went again, yeah. All right, let's you go back. You won that one, right? Let's huh? go back. You won that
4: fight, yeah. right? Okay, yeah. good.
2: Let's go back to your time in Chicago because I'm sure that's what a lot of the fans here want to hear about. Um, what's something that happened off the field? Just a great story, a funny story that you still look back on and tell, like maybe going out with the guys after a game or preparing before a game. I
1: was telling this story last night. Um, because the people were asking if George was here, George Brett. Robin's rookie year was my second year. And Robin had had, you know, that tough 0 for whatever, over for 40 streak right. to begin the year. And he just started getting back and into it. So he gets a single. We're playing old Comiskey. He gets a single. George Brett's there. You know, George had the big chew in. Turns to Robin and just... But. Spits right down his jersey, okay? Right down his jersey, and he goes, he goes, hey, you and McDowell, the lodge tonight. Let's go. Awesome. it. Well, I don't know how the hell I got involved, other he probably knew that that Robin. He, but we had to go meet George and drink with George all night uh, at the lodge. you, you awesome, can't turn that down. Yeah, Can he set that
2: up during the game? He did. He
1: spit on Robin and spit a big, big. Uh, you know, goes back spit. in the city. Jack, we got to go to the lodge tonight. <laughs> George spit on me. Does that happen
2: a lot during the game? You guys talk about, like, or what's going on after?
1: I don't know. Not not when I was pitching, though. I <laughs> he, didn't see anybody. When he you, bought,
3: right? He, huh? he didn't make you guys pay, did he? he no, right. no, 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 no. The story
1: gets even better. So he gets us all liquored up, you know, of course. We're, we're young, so we don't know what the hell's going on. He ended up during the night taking Robin's credit card. We went home, and he put, like, 1500 bucks on it <laughs> bought everybody rounds the whole night it's incredible <laughs> and then right. and this is like this was like in probably May and you thought and that and 150- and then like the next day you know they they were going out of town and the head security bring back the credit card and say hey they found this for you so Robert didn't know till the end of the month that he had like a huge bill same thing at the time you know you you're going that's a ton of money yeah he was mad about $150 dinner, was a 150 fifty dollar dinner there's a 50 Yeah so he ended right. up giving him the money like in September when we played him again but that was just funny oh that's hilarious
2: that's fantastic i love the uh that he was like probably getting you guys banged up as a competitive advantage. Like he was he drinking as well? No, I he think
1: he realized we're we're the
4: same kind of guy as him and okay. wanted to kind of pass on pass the torch. Oh, that's, cool. that's great. Did you ever hang out with him down the road when you guys yeah, as you continued on? No, that was Just it. The one it. was night? the only time we that's hung cool, out. Though. Yeah. yeah. How
3: did how did you get the name Blackjack?
4: Hawk 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 named
1: everybody something.
0: Yeah, he's no longer. They just stuck. If Hawks names you, it's it. Well, the funny
1: thing was, I found out about it. Kirby Puckett walks by as we're stretching in, in Minnesota, and Puck walks by, and he's like, Blackjack, what's up? I was like, hey, Puck, what's going on? I'm like, what did he just call me? You know they blackjack. I think I think they're calling you that seriously. Because how do you, you? You're not watching TV, right? Can, can you when you're playing? I you no go idea.
3: and be like, hey man, thank you for the name, but I already had something in mind. Can you start calling me this? Yeah, I prefer yeah, I, Guitar Jack. Yeah, I, Jack. I think nowadays Stick
2: guys Man. are probably doing that. Yeah, with their Twitter handles. <laughs> right, you're cool with that nickname though. That's you fine. Embraced
4: hey, it. It. it was a
1: heck of a lot worse than that. Yeah, how was it cool?
4: Was that like the, that, how you knew you made it when Hawk gave you a nickname? Was that like you were one of his guys now? I guess. I mean, I had no, I had no clue. And it, Hawks, Hawks, not a
1: big fan of mine anymore though. Oh really? He got oh. mad at me a couple years back for something. And yeah. Now he won't even look at me. What? Gotcha. What, are you, what
2: are you talking about? What are you getting mad about?
1: I had a blog for a year, and it was the. Uh, writing for the Tribune, i yeah. win my own. I want do my own blog. I, I'm not that kind of guy. <laughs> and I wrote, it was like Beckham's rookie year, and he had been saying stuff about Beckham. And all I said was, I, Ozzie just needs to let Beckham go, like they did Robin. You know, if he's struggling, just let him go, let him sure. play. And they, Hawk, apparently took that like I was all over Ozzie. Okay. And meanwhile, I was the one, you know, covering Ozzie's butt the whole year in that blog where people <laughs> yeah. are on him. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I got more calls and texts like, Hawk is going off on TV with you right now. Why are you throwing microphones at me? He's a big Hawk
4: guy. I'm sorry. He just throws stuff. And I swear, since then, he's just like, yeah, hey. Oh, he loves you. He still talks about you on air. He does. What about um,
2: as as an ex-player, what is something that you miss the most and then something that you miss the
1: least? Oh... Missing most, most is just it's, it's playing, the competitiveness. You know, you he's once closed, you're done. How, how and, hard do you think
2: you could throw today if you, had to get, if you got loose? How 50. Come on, really?
1: No, not very hard. No? No, my arm feels good, but the rest of it doesn't work real, real well anymore.
3: <laughs> what, who, is your, who is your toughest out? Who is the guy that you face? that was like, oh, jeez, him again? Robbie Alomar. Yeah. Killed uh, right. me. Yeah. I mean, we're talking
1: probably 70, 80 at-bats over a career, and he's close to 500. Wow. And it wasn't he was just it was singles, doubles, home runs, you know. Everything. It and didn't matter. It was whatever they needed, he would do. He just
4: owned me. That's awesome. Were there any guys who were great players that you just owned? Were there certain guys where? Griffey. Griffey? Wow, he yeah. did okay in his career, right? Yeah, I, I did pretty good against him. But then, awesome. he,
1: then he got the one big yeah. 20 hopper up the middle off me. <laughs> but he didn't do much off me. In that's incredible. What was
2: one of your favorite uh, cities to go to when you were traveling?
1: I like Minneapolis. I like Seattle. I like Seattle because it's, I like the walking towns that you yeah. can kind of walk around and, and get a feel for it.
2: Do you like pitching in that dome in Minneapolis?
1: I love pitching in domes. Yeah? For whatever reason, I think because it was dry that my split was good. Was yeah. My, my, I needed it to slip out, you know, if I was like – Sure. Wet and humid, it was harder
2: hard to throw that. That pitch, I feel like so many guys have had success with that with the White Sox. Contreras, that was kind of his thing. Lamar Hoyt was like a forkball I don't ball, understand why
1: guy. it disappeared. And
2: But you used to call it like a forkball, right? Is a fork and split very similar?
1: A forkball, fork you get topspin, and it's not going to be as hard. Yeah, it, it, A lot of times it's going to knuckle, and that's what I had. I had the one that, that would knuckle and different ways, and that's why I was able to basically be a two-pitch guy, because that one pitch wasn't predictable. Yeah. So it was kind of more than one pitch. How hard
3: know? it is to get that pitch down? If you decide, like, this is the pitch I want to learn, like, how much time you have to put in to get it? As many
1: kids as, uh, that I've worked with, you can tell right away, when they say, hey, hold it this way, and it's whatever the arm angle or the way they throw, some guys are going to have the mechanics to be able to throw a forkball versus split, because you'll tell, and if they can get top spin, you go, wow! This that you should keep with this because so not many guys can get that. So it's
3: more mechanics of how you decide which pitch they should throw. You watch sometimes, yeah, throw.
1: sometimes. And I, I basically oh, because I was an infielder also, and I was real short-armor. It's kind of like putting a catcher on the hill. You know, you're gonna, I was coming real short in high school, so I couldn't really get the extension to throw a good breaking ball. And that's my brother said, hey, try this, and.
4: Immediately, I could get topspin, and that's I started doing that sophomore year in high school. throwing wow! That. You were also really—I'm just—I want to go something different. You were really outspoken against PED use back in the day too, and still are. I mean, I've heard some interviews recently where you brought it up, and there weren't a lot of guys who were that outspoken about it. And I feel like you well, and I one mean, of at your the teammates. Time, at the time
1: we didn't talk about. Now that you know people are talking about it, where I've talked about it is in the Hall of Fame voting and all that. Mm-hmm. And I just like it. Just it frustrates me that they. Hold out those five guys, you know. Right. Meanwhile, everybody was doing it, and they think that they haven't been putting guys to juice in the Hall of Fame, and they have been for 15 years.
4: Sure, absolutely. You know, oh well, he's clean because he never. No, 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 guys. Speaking about the guys, way it works, one of those guys who should be in is going to be joining us a little bit. I'd love to ask you as a teammate, Tim Raines, Hall yeah. of Fame. What do you think? I don't know that. I don't even know what's going on with the Hall of Fame anymore. No idea. It's
1: becoming a joke is what it is. Mm-hmm.
0: But it still yeah. is
2: like something about the Baseball Hall of Fame
1: that's just more prestigious than the other sports. It what is, but is? It's, it's to the point of being ridiculous yeah. on so many guys. How the hell is Jack Morris not in? It? Sure. Right. You know? Well, the guys that I think the frustration is who's voting. You know? Yeah. Yeah. They need to
2: probably change who the people that are you know doing the electing. Well,
1: and then – you know, it used to be these milestones and, you know, oh, if you have this and this, you're probably going to get in. But then all of a sudden, well, now that doesn't matter anymore. And right. And you start comparing numbers and it's – Have you been know, there? How about, how about you just look and see who were the best guys at that time? Most dominant Simple guys. Simple as that. Room. Have you, you been know? there
2: at Cooperstown? Once, yeah. Yeah. Once. So, uh, actually, uh, Tim Raines is walking in right now. Maybe we can bring him in. Um, have you guys been, did you guys go out last night? Tim, Tim? Tim won't be half as interesting
1: as I was.
2: <laughs> oh, he's got a he's putting his jersey on. See, I,
1: I came in yeah, fully I dressed. This guy comes in half naked, doesn't even have his jersey on.
2: I look, you look at that roster though, 93, I mean, Bo Jackson, the athletes you had, Frank Thomas, Robin, Ozzie. You even had Carlton Fisk at the beginning of the season, and that's guy, somebody you probably worked with a lot. What was it like pitching a Fisk?
1: Oh, he, he pretty much taught me, man. He taught me what I was doing. I came, I came up, I had, you know, fastball split and a little crappy curveball. Yeah. And he taught me how to pitch in my fastball, basically, you know. That's
2: great to have that, uh, that sort of mentor, a guy like him. All right, so let's welcome in Tim Rock Reigns. Ladies and gentlemen, Tim Rock Reigns in the house. All right, Tim, we got to ask you to get kind of on the mic. We don't have a a, a tall stand for you, and they're a little bit sensitive. But uh, welcome, man. Welcome back to Chicago.
0: You're going to get a crick in your neck. Hey, it's
2: good to be back. We've been talking about the uh, 93 team and and what a special year that was. And, you know, the the Sox are celebrating this 25 year. What are some of the things that you you remember about that team?
0: I just – I remember uh, the togetherness of the team. I mean, even though – you know, we had a young team. We had a young, talented team, you know, with a few veterans like myself and uh, a couple other guys. But it, it was a team that was hungry, uh, hungry for, you know, success and also hungry to try to win a world, world championship. And uh, fortunately, we didn't get there, but I, I really think that, you know, w- w- we had everything it took uh, to be a world championship team.
2: Yeah, from top to bottom, you guys had it. You had the pitching, you had the defense. You guys could hit the ball. You guys could uh, you could run. Obviously, Tim Raines is known for running. I mean, how many career stolen bases this guy have? Over 800,
0: fifth all time, right? Does that... That's right. I, one one guy popped up like about seven or eight years ago. I don't know where he came from. Hamilton. Uh, or yeah, Hamilton. that's
2: what I say. We're looking yeah. at the list. I'm like, who's this <laughs>
0: Billy Hamilton? He,
2: like 1890s. Yeah, <laughs> he he
0: popped up from out of nowhere. But uh, someone's like, oh forgot about this guy's stats <laughs> it's, yeah they forgot all about it for years so but uh they re- they remembered it about five or six years ago but that's okay i mean i just felt like uh you know i i kind of wish that i kind of knew that all this stuff was important you yeah. know I-, I played the game to win you Not know for stats. stats wasn't really that important to me uh, I remember when I first came here and Frank Thomas was batting behind me and I couldn't run because Frank didn't want anybody running in front of him. Right. So. You know, it, that, that didn't
2: really matter. So it's Frank Thomas's fault is what you're no, saying. No, it's not his yeah, yeah. fault. You heard it here first. Let <laughs> I me mean, tweet that out real quick. No,
0: it's, it's not his <laughs> fault, but I'm just saying it, it, it didn't matter. Sure, I, yeah, I, I yeah. Did, I did what I had to do uh, to try to help the team win. That's the same thing that
3: Oscar Robertson said. Goes, if i know triple-double meant that much, I could have averaged it for, for my career. And so you... Gave up running for the good of the team. You still had the
0: legs. Oh, most definitely. You know, I mean, it, I was pretty much in the prime of my career. Uh, well, thought the middle of the prime. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. And uh, you the legs. Try age beef. Is well, what you're saying. Yeah. All right. All right. The, the legs cool. were still there, but I mean, I, I, I think you know when you have someone like a Frank Thomas who can drive you in with one swing in the bat, it really didn't matter what base you're on. So. And did you? Uh, guys, I, look, I looked at it that way, so it really didn't matter.
2: And you respected him because, and you guys got along. You know, as you mentioned, you guys had a special team. Where do you put that chemistry in te- in terms of talent versus chemistry? And like, because this team, they've been talking since spring training that they have something special in the locker room. Where, where would you put that? Like, how, how much you value that as a player?
0: I think it's important. You know, I think I think when a team gets get along. It's so important because, you know, you have to go to bat for each other. You know, you, you, you kind of live together for, you know, what is it, like six months, seven months. And, uh, you know, to know that that guy beside you has your back yeah. all the time is important. Because you, if you, if don't, you if do have you, any bench clearing brawls together, uh, we, we have yeah, a few. We got, we, got a a few. Couple, yeah. we got in a few. We got in a few. We
1: actually, we had real good one when when George Bell got thrown in his head, Sealy threw at his head and went out there and Mo crushed him. And then Witten came and got me one time. But yeah. oh, well, yeah? Here's the
3: question. Did, did Blackjack ever throw at somebody and then you took the hit and him was like, hey, Jack, you got to stop throwing at dudes because I'm getting
0: no, – No, no, I don't think that would have ever happened with that team. I mean, you know, we're, we're a team that, you know, if we got thrown at, I'm sure our guys took care of us and um, – You know, when we threw at guys, we try to take care of our pitchers. So, you know, that's what I mean about chemistry and and, and being together. Yeah. You know, you you talk about throwing at someone and then
2: retaliating. That kind of is like the code in baseball. And some of that code, unspoken rule stuff is being stretched right now with bat flipping and celebrating. What do you guys think about that when you see someone flip a bat? Because I will say first, we're all for it. We're all
0: for the entertainment uh, part of it. We love I, it. I, I kind of like but, the entertainment. I, I don't think pitchers like it that much. But, I mean, pitchers, pitchers have their own little celebrations as well. So, yeah. especially in the American League, main pitchers have their celebrations, There's nothing you can do about it because they don't hit. So, uh, I, I think it's, it's it's both sides. I mean, if, if some guys do it all the time, then that's okay. But, I mean, if a guy starts doing it like yeah. just that one game – then I think that's a little suspect. I think it depends
2: who it is and how often they do it.
0: Right. I mean, home runs hitters, I think, deserve it because yeah. they hit 30, 40 home runs a year. But a guy that hits two or three home runs a year and he pimps a ball, I mean, I don't think that's... As a pitcher, what do you think? I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you
1: this. the I got a reputation of being a, like a guy that went after people and I'd throw at you in a heartbeat and this and that.
2: That's why Hawk doesn't because, like well, you. Because I <laughs>
1: – but I pitched inside with my fastball, so occasionally I'd lose one and guys that are all over the plate or guys that had big late cooks, and all of a sudden you're up here and you can't get out of the way. and would be like, oh, you know, you threw into No, I, I missed six inches inside and you couldn't get out of the way. So I threw intentionally at guys two times in my career.
0: Oh, we I'm must, not joking.
1: We, you got to share who. I'm not joking. Well, Witten was one of them. Right. Witten was one of them. Um, and that is Toronto. Yeah, yeah, six days before Jimmy Key had thrown one behind Ozzy's head. Okay, five days later comes into Kaminsky and hit Robin blocks a ball right in front of his face, right off his wrist. Oh, and I'm just like ah, uh-uh. no. And Alex done. wouldn't take care of business. It was Alex's game, you know. And they're all yelling. So and what, so what Alex is doing? So everyone's like, going, yeah, Jack's gonna kill you tomorrow. You know? Okay, great. <laughs> So, so I, knew I, ha- I knew I had to get somebody that game. I knew I was going to get somebody that game. Well, this turns out the batter before that Witten thing, John Olerud, cherry picks a 3-0 pitch, and it goes deep. So that kind of, I was like, uh, I mean, if you're really going to throw at somebody and you have your choice, are you going to pick Mark Witten? Yeah, he picked the biggest guy on the team. I don't know why he picked that guy. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even hit him. I threw like five feet behind him, just like to (laughs) say, ain't happening anymore, guys.
2: He told us a great story about being uh, on the field, George Brett with Robin Ventura. When you're on base, and you were on base a ton, did you ever talk trash or have any funny conversations with the first baseman
0: or first base coach? Well, I I never talk, talk trash. You know, I, I probably had conversations, but you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be the one that started the conversation. I would kind of chime in, but uh, usually when I get the first, it's all about business. Uh, here, like I said, here was a little different because you know I didn't get the opportunity to run as much, but. So you had um, time for some conversation? Well, <laughs> so I had a lot more time for conversation here. Who are some, you, who
3: are you know some I would be at second base right now if it wasn't for Frank. We wouldn't even be talking. I just want you to know that. So you can say whatever you want, but I shouldn't even be here right
2: now. You ever now. Say, something to, say something to Ola Rude? Like, what's with
0: the helmet, man?
2: And no, then, I, then, mean, I just take I, off?
0: I, I, I wouldn't mess with him like that. But, um, you know, it, the conversation would, wouldn't be because of me. Yeah. You know, it wouldn't be because of me because I'm not used to it. And... Why bother? You, you played know. with some great teams in Montreal, and you played with some great players.
2: Dawson, Gary Carter, Tim Wallach. When you left there, did you stay in touch with a lot
0: of those guys? Well, Dawson, Dawson is, is, is still probably my best friend in baseball. Yeah. You know, we, we go back a long ways. Uh, Tim Wallach, um, we're, we're still good friends because we came up together. We came up through the minor leagues together. We got to the big leagues together. Uh, Gary Carter was a, was a dear friend of mine. Uh, before he passed. I mean, Dawson and Carter were the guys that kind of molded me into the player that I became because they were guys that came to the park every day and played as hard as they can play. Andre Dawson could barely walk after games. He walked two games. And when you saw him out on the field, you wouldn't think anything was wrong with him. The the medicine part played a big role in it, but... Uh, he well, he could have been a great D.H. then, right? Um... He probably could have did whatever he wanted to do. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, DH, um, he stayed in the National League so long. I think he really loved living here in Chicago and not so much playing here but playing on the other side. But yeah. he was a guy that uh, that came to play every day.
3: Besides besides the salary, obviously, what is it that you guys, with both of you, what is it playing in today's game that you wish that you had – when you guys play, what is it you're like? Man, I would love to be doing this part of the game, like right now.
1: I don't know. All the with all the social media and all that, I think I'd be I'd just be hiding in my house the whole time now. Yeah, I, I can't imagine some of the some of the stuff. We, we, yeah, there would be a completely different life and times now.
3: But nothing that I nothing that they, any rule changes or anything in the field or anything. Yeah, I can't do
1: my third to first move anymore. Oh, you can't uh, they, do that. The they, old, they, they that's what the old that. Kansas City move. They yeah, he was, he was probably he was
0: probably the best at that. That in, was, in all that was good. Yeah, you a smooth they, they that? They stole that from. How many
2: guys you pick off with that?
1: Probably. It was like a couple of years. That's a balk play. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not allowed. You can't to even do it. do
2: it. Can't fake the can't third anymore. You're like Will Chamberlain, man. They
0: changed your rules yeah. Yeah. They change you the rules. They did. Because you were dominating. I know. And I think I think the 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 taking a guy to second base is different. I mean, that's been a part of baseball forever. You know, and and that's where you can retaliate if someone gets thrown at, you know, or you get thrown at. You get hit by a pitch. You got an opportunity to, to go down there and take someone out of second base. That's been a part of the game way before we even started playing. So I think now being able to change the rule, I mean, it's protecting guys. I mean, it's protecting guys, and I just think that they don't need protection. I mean, their second basements and the shortstop—they know the deal. They know guys are going to come down and take them out. It's all a part of the game. Right, so, right. So now the game's become more of a titty tat type game. It's yeah. not—it's not played the way it used to be played. So the the, the, whole,
1: the catcher thing. Yep. And, and you know they changed the whole catcher rule, so everyone basically has to slide by now. It changed, and that changed the game a lot. In. The 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 minute that that was changed, I was coaching third base, and I I'm I'm watching all these guys, and everyone's doing slide bys now, and I'm telling you, you no, know they didn't take away. You can go straight to the base and slide. Why is everyone sliding by? Now it's ninety two feet. Now now I'm I'm thinking of my waving somebody or not, and you got you you have to add two steps into it. You have to add about six feet they just, into your decision. Because it was the change.
2: It was just a ten year anniversary yesterday or today of uh, AJ running over Michael Barrett. Ran him right over, scored, knocked the ball out, and then he got punched in the face. I mean, that's a great moment.
0: Were potato, potato. That that might be the second best punch I've seen. You know, after a few a few a, a few week days ago, ago, yeah, yeah, few, right. That was the best. So. That was nasty, wasn't it? That was, that, that's good for the game, though, right? At the end of the day, I, like that's probably say, good for the game. It's a part of the game, but yeah. I mean, those guys are probably going to be suspended. And, uh, you know, they're going to they're gonna be missed by their team. They didn't What's suspend it? Bautista, right? They just suspended uh, over s- eight
3: they for one game. But is that weird, though, to have a guy come straight from prison and then have him plunk a dude? Don't you think that's, that's a little weird? Well, that's <laughs> why, you know what? Hey, man, we believe. He was going to go
1: charge Matt, and he said, you know what? He said, we might like, have a shit out like, there <laughs> or something. I ain't doing it. I ain't
3: yeah. doing it. Does that, come from, does that come from the manager, or is it just no? Like, when you retaliated, was it? It had to be.
0: I mean, this guy has been up. What he wasn't up a week. He was or so. up like ten days. Yeah, yeah. and uh, for him to just throw at Batista, right. and he had nothing to do with it. He, he wasn't there be last year. Team. He had nothing to do with what went on last year. So it had to come from the manager. All right. So All right. Let me ask that, you this: What happened with you, Jack? Normally, I had you? it
1: come from the manager. The other time that I threw at somebody, I had it come from the manager.
3: That's awesome. it. It was.
1: It was. And it was uncomfortable because <laughs> they had well, we we went through a bunch of shortstops of the year I was with the Yankees. Right, um, as Jeter was up and down before his full rookie year. Um, uh, we started out with Kevin Elster; he got hurt. We started out with Tony Fernandez; he got hurt. Then we brought up uh, Dan Silvestri for a little bit. Well, Silvestri comes up; we're playing the Red Sox, and they throw one up and in; he breaks his wrist; he's out. Buck is just pissed. Okay. I want you to hit McFarlane. I never told specifically what guy. I'm like, why, 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 why? why? why what? For what reason? Because he's the catcher, and he called that. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know Mac from college. I can't just drive. He so, went to Sanford? Huh? He went to Sanford? No, he went to Santa Clara, but oh, okay. right next to each other. We've known each other from back then, so...
2: We're both from California, man. And I—I I mean, I smoked I
1: That's sh- not gnarly. I smoked him right <laughs> so between he him. He was like, "Dude!" Yeah, I got him right in the Ow. middle of the back. Got him real good. I'll hit him with my skateboard. But he kind of knew. Coming it's up. like the next day, I was just like, "Hey, Mac," you know. He's like, "Hey, man, what's up?" Oh, really? <laughs> Where'd you
2: hit him? Right, right smack between the shoulder blades. Oh, that's all right. There's some padding there. All not right. much. Rock. <laughs> you still? Do people still call you Rock?
0: Yeah. Rock.
2: Let me ask you this, uh, because we talked about this, and everyone talks about this. Your Hall of Fame, you're, you have Hall of Fame credentials. Everything about your career is Hall of Fame. You have one more year of eligibility. I think everyone feels really great about it. Is this guy deserve to be in the Hall of Fame or what?
3: A long time ago, my man, a long thanks, time thanks
2: ago. guys. It is overdue, and you are such a humble guy. You really are. But tell me, what was it? What's a game that sticks out in your career
0: that you're like, I got things done that night, I did it. Well, this this goes back a long, long way. Um, Eighty-seven. Um, I re-signed with the Expos. I was a free agent, and that was the time that collusion started. Yeah, you were a
2: victim of that collusion. And, so uh, no one
0: offered you... Right. So I ended up signing back with the Expos. I missed, and I couldn't start playing until June, uh, uh, May. May. I missed spring training. I couldn't go to spring training, and I couldn't play the first month of the season. So that year, I actually worked out with a high school team for about a week, went home... And then, like, um, I think after the first month of the season, I went to Extended. I played one game. Played one game, I let off, I think, seven innings. I got, like, five hits and stole, like, six bases. And um, they called me up to the big leagues right after that. And when I got called up to the big leagues, it was it a was game of the week in New York against the Mets. Yeah. David Cone was pitching. I hadn't seen a major league pitcher in almost seven months. So here I am playing in, in my first game of that year, David Cone's pitching. I couldn't hit a ball out of the cage that day because I was so nervous. I'm yeah. like, I don't know if I'm ready for this, but I guess I have to be. I lead off the game. First pitch, Cone throw me a fastball up and in. I turned on and hit a ball off the right field wall for a double. I mean. That should have been a triple, your speed. Probably. It would have been <laughs> a triple. I almost missed second base because I hadn't had any spring training. He, he thought it was gone. He watched it. <laughs> he watched, he yeah. watched Ooh, I got that one <laughs> Flipped good. his back. Yeah. So, so that kind of got me going. That yeah. got me going. Um, I ended up going four for five that day. I hit a grand slam in the 10th to win it. Wow. And, uh, you know, it just kind of goes to show – Spring training is really not that important. You know. So it's just a money grab. Yeah. <laughs> that's just, it. Just a waste of time, you know, right. like six to seven weeks at spring training, it's just a waste of time. So Oh, that's hilarious. Maybe maybe it's good for the pitchers to get ready, but
4: yeah, I don't think the players really
0: need that much time. But that 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 sticks out more than just about anything. All right, we're gonna wrap things up. Just tell us now what is a uh,
2: typical day for for each of you. Or what's your best day? What Right now,
3: yeah.
2: What would you enjoy? How do you like to fill a where, day? Where
0: are you living at these days? I, I live in Arizona now. I live in Goodyear, Arizona. Uh, a, a typical day when I'm at so home. You're constantly in spring training. You live yeah. in Arizona. Well, well <laughs> I, I, I work with the Blue Jays now, so spring training is in Florida. But a typical day in Arizona is running around with my two my twin girls over there. They uh, t- how are your daughters? They're beautiful. They, they are uh, five years old. Their names are Amelie and Ava. And uh, they give me a pretty good workout every day, trying to keep up with those guys. Man, keeps me young. And See, that's uh, what
2: they've been waiting. They're waiting to put, they're waiting to induct you, so they can be at an age where they remember it. They'll be yeah. there next year with
0: you, and yeah. they'll enjoy it. They will be there hopefully, and uh, they, they, they'll they'll probably understand what Daddy did. by yeah. then. that's awesome. Good for you. How about you, Jack?
1: Uh, you still play music? Nah, I, I play guitar in my garage. That's about it. Yeah, not 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 out and about anymore. Um, working with kids a lot now, um, so from after school time till eight or nine o'clock, I'm doing lessons, working with teams that we have out there. And uh, do you have children? I do. Yeah, I do. I have three. Uh, I have six total. Um, three older ones, and then remarried with three little ones. So oh, that's
2: great! I'm back in machine pitch. I'm with you, man. I got three little ones myself, and Kevin's. I, like, got I was supposed to miss their,
1: their last game of the season before playoffs was t- uh, today, but they got rained out, so I didn't actually miss a game. It was good. <laughs> all right, okay.
2: all right. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us. I know you're still beloved here in Chicago and uh, respected all over the country. You guys had great careers. Enjoy this time back. We love having you back. Let's give it up for Tim Raines. Rock, thank you. And Black Jack, Jack McDowell. Thanks, thanks guys. guys. Thanks, for, thanks for being here.
3: All right, how fun was that? It was that on is that class, wasn't. Great guys. Great guys. Great Sox tradition right
2: there. And that is, it uh, was... You know, the thing about doing the live ones is it's a little bit more, it's nice to connect with the fans, but it's also sure. like a little bit more like, you know, we're going we're gonna to go right at these guys and have some fun. And then we wanted to get some questions from the audience. We didn't have time for that, but I don't know. I really like the energy in the room. It so yeah. It's so what, fun. What, I guess my point is about doing it for a live audience. It's so fun to see how excited people are to see Tim Raines and Jack McDowell. And one
4: thing thing people kept asking us up here, people kept coming up and saying, how do we find you guys? How do we find the podcast? And you can download it from MLB.com or iTunes. It's called The Cycle with Pat McGann. Uh, There's a bunch of great episodes, so definitely download, subscribe. Uh, And also
3: on the White Sox website, right? WhiteSox.com, you can also find it.
2: You can go right on your iPhone. Right there's a... Default app that says podcast. You go in there and you search the cycle. It's right there in iTunes. You download it, you subscribe. We would love to it have you guys. Just
3: takes a little bit of ambition. You can go
2: back. Our episodes are pretty evergreen. You can go back and listen to think. our first twelve episodes. This is, I believe, uh, number thirteen or fourteen. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about this one. It was um, it was cool to see these guys. They both look like you they can stay in shape.
4: Huh? Yeah, yeah. Rocket's still still twenty bases, I believe. Rock is great, man. I yeah. don't know how he's not in the Hall of Fame. I really – I'm with you. And Jack was Jack was incredulous about it. He, you can tell he really wants him in. Well, that's two guys in a row because last week we had Harold Baines
2: and now to have Tim Raines like, and both those guys. Something
3: about that the A-I-N-E-S, that A-I-N-E-S. The, the A-I-N-E-S. <laughs> it's pains. No gains. I will refrain. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Kevin's wrapping now. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> so the Sox, uh, as we speak
2: today, are um, – about to start game two of the three-game set versus the Royals, and they need to start winning some games. It's a big weekend. You know, every team goes through what the Sox are going through right now, but the key is to only go through that maybe once.
4: Absolutely. But, yes. They started
2: out so hot they had some room to do this. I think they are going to start winning again, so let's hope for that. Um, we also want to mention uh, Jim Flanagan, Kevin Bozeman, and I will be at – this uh, U.S. Southern Field doing stand-up comedy Thursday, June 2nd. And this is for Chicago White Sox charities. You can get tickets at whitesox.com comedy. And again, this is for charity. This is a tax write-off. It's being presented by the Young Professionals Council. It's going to be a lot of fun. There'll be
3: some White Sox ambassadors there, too. I'm looking forward to it. I'm a- Look, man, I grew up watching the White Sox, so anything they ask me to do—it's an it. honor and a privilege to do so. So I'm, I'm all in. Whatever the White Sox need, you guys just give me a call. I gave you my number countless times.
4: I'm <laughs> glad you mentioned that because you're actually selling hot chocolate today's game. So, <laughs> yes, uh,
2: but people, yeah. you know, it's a great park. <laughs> hot chocolate seventy degree weather—it's <laughs> yeah. a great park. They got great food. And it's a, you know, easy to come in here, park, walk right in there, and then see stand-up. The Sox are off that night. They're not going to be a game on. You're going to be looking for something to do. Sure. Come on out to the park, and well, you'll you be said, uh,
4: helping White Sox charities. So definitely some do Sox that. There's Sox ambassadors out there. There's an all-inclusive package where you can get as drunk as you want to at the stadium. It's great. There's all kinds of ticket options available. All right. Well, let's get, uh, let's get wrapping this up because uh, we're going to go into the game now. Not
2: often we get to go watch a game. So hopefully they, uh, they pick up a win today. Uh, but it's going to be a lot of run scores. It's going to be a, a fun game. To Do it. White Sox, pull this one out. All right. So make sure you are downloading and subscribing. We really appreciate it. And please interact with us. Send us an email.
4: Twitter, Facebook, emails. Oh, Email is uh, thecycle at shysocks.com.
2: Yeah, send us an email. Thecycle at shysocks.com. You can suggest guests that you'd like us to try and get on the, the podcast. You can send some questions in. We'd love to interact with you. And also, uh, yeah, hit us up on Twitter as well. All right.
4: All right, thank you. Thank
2: you.
0: Have a good Bye. night. He gone. He did it.